So they both like each other. Arranged marriage. Adorable for them. So they get to the boat. Take it off, Taylor. <laughs> what? You just see him and you're like, well, can't go and die. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to Mixed Movie Reviews, uh, where we are siblings that kind of talk about and roast some movies that we grew up with. I'm Singleton, here with my sister Isabel. Hey. And brother Taylor. Hey. <laughs> so, today, we are going to be talking about the Disney classic, The Three Musketeers, which, Isabel, that was your pick, right? Yes. So, I picked this movie... I love this movie. I don't know if I love this movie, but for some odd reason, it like popped into my like memory a few weeks previous to mm-hmm. this, and I was like, I need to talk about this movie. I haven't seen this movie in years. Mm-hmm. Like it's been since college since I've seen this movie. But did you <laughs> was- did you have it on like DVD or VHS? No, like- no. I think it was just like a memory that popped up. Also, I think there's a lot of like. I remember this being the only Disney movie that was like a little raunchy and a little scandalous. At the time, yeah. At the time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's definitely stuck with me for a while. And I was like, I have to do this movie. Okay. But it was still like a family movie. Yeah. It's, I mean, Disney made it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it's true. got a mix of like humor, like that, like cartoonish humor with mm-hmm. the like sound. Like, someone gets punched and it's like, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, speaking of sound, there are a lot of stock sound effects used in this movie. A lot. It, yeah, it definitely made a um, mark on me as a kid. Um, I think there's a part, and we'll talk about the scene that comes up, but there's, like, a very traumatic scene that I remember that kind of affected me. And, like, I didn't understand as, like, a young kid. This came out in 93. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was five when this came out. And I remember seeing this one scene in the movie and I was like, "Mm, what? (laughs) Like, I didn't understand like what happened, but the scene always kind of like was in my memory bank from there. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, okay, this is kind of crazy. It kind of stuck with you. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like seeing certain images like of a horror movie when I was younger. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, now I'm like terrified of Chucky or like I have that image of the exorcist when her head turns around. Like I saw that one scene only and it bothered me <laughs> until I was like <laughs> 16. <laughs> I was like terrified of it for yeah. some odd reason. It just like burned a hole in my, <laughs> my brain. So there's a couple scenes like that from this movie. Yeah. The, uh, the last time I saw this movie was more than 20 years ago. Mm. The only thing Jeez. that I remembered, Easily. what? Easily. Oh yeah. Years ago. That's the crazy. only thing that I remember from this movie is like the gross, like dude in the dungeon <laughs> getting <laughs> the, impaled. The ugly guy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, ugly is a little bit of a strong word. I mean, he said ugly. Yeah, he said ugly. He doesn't have a choice. <laughs> I mean. I mean, soap and water doesn't hurt. <laughs> well, they didn't have clear cell back then. Like. <laughs> soap and water anyways it had been a really long time i didn't remember diddly squat from this movie Mm -hmm. and 
watching it, I definitely got some like uh, some like Mask of Zorro vibes mm. from it. Yeah, but I had seen the 1948 Three Musketeers with Gene Kelly. Okay, way more times than I saw this movie because of Dad. Yeah, because of Daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, this one was fun, but I don't think I liked it nearly as much as the old one. I mean, it's definitely better than the like. 2000 and like 11 12, one. Like I 11 looked, one. I looked at and saw that and saw that like Orlando Bloom was in it and of course Caleb oh, was, was like, terrible. oh, let me see. And like he plays the bad guy or something. Mm-hmm. It looks really bad. I remember watching it once with people and I was like, this movie is terrible because it had, yeah, Orlando Bloom. It's I think got, Mila Jovovich was in it. Yes, she's in it, but I don't understand what her character is. And it was like this, like when 3D films were like, all the rage during that time. Oh, it was like the because, first wave of 3D. Yes. And so everything in this movie was 3D. I was really excited for this Musketeers because I really liked... Pride oh, that's why it's bad. It was made by Paul W.S. Anderson, who made Resident Evil movies. That's that's her <laughs> husband, isn't it? Yeah. So any type of... any every, dir- all 30 yes. Resident Evil movies. Oh right my Look up if uh, he made Ultraviolet. Oh I was God. obsessed with Ultraviolet. If anyone know what that movie. is. It's like a... <laughs> it's like a vampire futuristic movie, but you don't know that they're vampires until like the last... I don't... Like the middle mm. of the movie. It's very strange, but... Yes, the 2011, not that good. I thought it was going to be exciting because the guy who played Mr. Darcy in Pride and Prejudice was in yeah. it. And I was like, yeah, this is going to be great. No, he doesn't know how to act. Only in that movie, only in Pride and Prejudice, he knew, he knew how to act. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yes, don't recommend that film. 19, you said 48 was the other yeah. one. Yeah, I would recommend that one. This one wasn't terrible. No. But I think it brought up a lot of I think it's childhood mostly, things. Yeah, I, I think it's mostly the cast that did it for me. Yes. And what's his face? Um, I mean, Tim Curry's in it, so oh, yeah. hell yeah. Mm-hmm. But then... Michael Wincott, who plays Rochefort. Mm-hmm. Is it Rochefort or Rochefort? Rochefort. <laughs> Rochefort. <laughs> Rochefort. <laughs> yeah. But he plays basically the same character that he film. does in Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Yeah. <laughs> is he in that? <laughs> yeah, he is. Except he doesn't have an eye patch in that. Yep. But he's oh. wearing black and he's just like, if you know his voice. He's pretty terrifying. Uh, yeah, he's pretty... I mean, everyone had fabulous hair in this movie, so... Man, the locks, the curls were all over the place. Especially the king. Man, that dude looked like Farquaad. Well, it's like, okay, so I had to, like, knowing the historical, like, stuff behind it, it, it's like, oh, they're kids. Yeah. Like, realizing, like, I don't think they're, what, outside of, like, 14, 15 at this time? In history, yeah. Yeah, in history, and you're like, that makes sense. That makes sense. They're probably actually like 30 years old. And also really inappropriate. (laughs) Like if you think about like historically, like if the Cardinal, there's a whole bunch of scenes in this movie that are inappropriate and you're like Disney, what's up? (laughs) Like (laughs) I love your movies. I do enjoy this film, but you're just kind of like, did you just kind of like let them film whatever? It's just like letting you paint your own picture. It's just giving you the paint and the brushes. There's like a full scene of just like down some girl's like 
corset and you're like oh those are tits <laughs> like those are just <laughs> those kids are like those are tits those are boobs <laughs> yeah tim curry did not do a good job of averting his eyes like ever in ever his eyes are just like mm. <laughs> <laughs> his eyes that are already bulging because he has tim curry eyes <laughs> instead of uh betty De- davis eyes that 80s song it's tim curry eyes <laughs> just got and who sings tim- betty davis eyes I don't remember. Is it Rod Stewart? No, it's not Rod Stewart. It's a girl. I'll look this up. Yeah, look it up. (laughs) Betty Davis? Betty Davis eyes. There's a song called Betty Davis eyes. She's got Betty Davis eyes. I thought you were referencing Betty Davis singing that song, (laughs) Hungry Eyes. For some reason. Betty Davis singing the song, Hungry Eyes. I've never heard of Betty Davis eyes. Um, you... If you heard the tune, you probably heard I'm pretty it. Sure Definitely from Dad. I'm pretty sure it's Rod Stewart, which is it's awesome. not. It's a woman. Okay, fine. <laughs> not a woman. <laughs> uh, Kim Kames. Yep, that's who I thought it was. You cut all this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Kim Kames. <laughs> so oh yeah, because that's gosh. a bunch of information that went nowhere. Yeah. Or, or, so before we get into the movie, um. How's everyone's week been? Ooh, couple weeks. It's been couple a couple weeks. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so, it's only been two weeks. It's been a while. We tend to record every two weeks just yeah. to give our work schedule time to. I yeah, and we only like hanging around each other. Every only so every two weeks for mm-hmm. only three hours. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> well, work's been hectic for you, hasn't it? Leading up to the. Uh, yeah, to some extent. I mean, I. <laughs> How much time you got, you know, like, <laughs> but essentially at my job, everyone's like, let's get ahead of the curve, but then does nothing to mm-hmm. try and, you know, make that happen. Mm-hmm. So it's always playing catch up. And most people that say that don't know when the curve is coming up. Yeah. yeah. Well, for Christmas, mostly we were ahead of things. Nicole and I had gotten all of our shopping done. Basically mm-hmm. I had, to. Uh, print some stuff and wrap some stuff but i mean for the most part christmas is pretty much done nice i fully converted into being a bad guy instead of rapping because nicole is so good at rapping and (laughs) i thought i was but she outdoes herself and i'm like well i might as well not fucking compete so i'm just gonna put (laughs) everything in bags now (laughs) so by the way we're recording this right before christmas so if you're listening to this episode you'll probably hear this way way down in summer 2022 (laughs) (laughs) it's february and it's very confusing that we're talking about christmas we're just again we're getting ahead of the curve yeah actually filming and actually recording i think they call that banking some episodes oh yeah so we're definitely banking some episodes we're new We're just banging some episodes for now. Yeah. I don't sound cool saying banking. You sound cooler. Banking? Yeah. Well, you say like banging. We're banging some episodes. We're banging some episodes. No, I have a country accident. Say neither of those ever again. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. So that sounds stressful. Yeah. How are you doing, Isabel? I feel like I'm okay. Still looking for like a new job and stuff like that. But uh... any progress on that no i keep applying yeah. keep applying where's one of the places you've applied uh <laughs> a lot of places lot, i so i some somewhat just like with applying it's like i understand our like 
I said our inventory, our economy. <laughs> Wrong choice of words. I'm an economist. It's like looking for jobs and everyone's looking for something. It's like, but the people who like, like I would like a new job. Mm-hmm. Like I can't find anything. Or like I keep applying and then it's like no response for like a month. <laughs> and no. you're like, what? That's crazy. Maybe it's the areas that you're looking in, but I keep hearing of people not being able to find, well, one, laborers. And then like two is just like, uh, just people applying. Like, mm. there's a shortage of people applying, but then I hear you saying, like, I'm applying for these places. Yeah. Because I know some... Uh, I actually tried to go over and down in Franklinton, like, get a beer and a hamburger uh, on a weekend, and BrewDog was closed because they had the shortage. Like, a shortage of people working. Yeah. Oh, wow. It was, like, Saturday afternoon. I was like, Dang, yeah, BrewDog's a hopping place, usually. I know. Dang. So, hopping because they work with hops. Get out of here. Place. Leave God. now. Anyways. Yeah, that, I mean that's pretty crazy. I mean, just think about like all the places around us. I mean, like Starbucks closes. I think at seven now, mm-hmm. like where I live, and it's like, yeah, we don't have enough staff to stay open that's, super late, which is that's like that's inconvenient. But it's just like it's weird. It's like it's weird how stuff has changed yeah. since the pandemic started. And it's weird also I've noticed more like prices of food going up or like lack oh, yeah. there of food. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yes. man, we're lack of in. a lot of things. Like it's a really weird time for us to be living in. Yeah. And I don't know if we can uh blame it all on the supply chain, but mm-hmm. when you go into a store and it looks like it's picked over before be like, Oh no, this is fully stocked, like we just got a truck in type of thing. Because mm-hmm. I ran into that at Target. And again, if you're listening to this, it's we're recording before Christmas, but it like Target looked like it's supposed to after Christmas. Like with yeah. like the what? We could live in a you know, by the time you guys actually listen to this episode, it might be a utopian society. <laughs> <laughs> Plenty uh, to go around for everyone. Yeah, the shelves of Target are stacked and filled. They're overflowing, but mm-hmm. this is not the case. Like mm-hmm. it looked like it was completely picked over and there were just empty aisles. Yeah. yeah. So, but whatever. I've been it was like pre-pandemic when everybody was like going for toilet paper and like <laughs> paper goods. <laughs> I need my toilet paper. Yeah, it was really weird. Um, so I've been ordering my groceries too. It just like less interaction I have with people, just especially around the holidays and stuff. I've like, never done that. It's actually not bad. I feel like I hear crazy stories of people like just they forgot people, this like, and replaced it with a ham. Like, and you're like, what? Yeah, sorry, we didn't have rice. I gave you bananas. <laughs> yeah, I've never had anything crazy happen to any of my food. Whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> I feel like it's been pretty reliable, especially like if you have higher anxiety after like yep. the pandemic of going into a grocery store. It's been fine, but I watched this. It, usually, there's like three or four people who like on a Friday, Saturday, whenever they're busy, bring your groceries out to you. It was one kid. I was like, this kid was so stressed and I felt so sad. He just just goes up to the car and be like, don't get mad at me. I'm not the one who picked your groceries. Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's literally the messenger. He he was going back and forth and I was like, (laughs) he's literally the Paul Revere. And dang, it was just really like weird to see just like weird things that I've, seen since the pandemic you just like pick it up and you're like oh man yeah <laughs> this is kind of depressing yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. so so 
I am still working through the demo of the building. We finally mm -hmm. have like our permit set so we can start building things now, but we have so to, exciting. it is pretty exciting because it's like you're ripping things out of a building for so long. You're like, I want to see some forward motion, but I guess that is forward motion. Mm -hmm. The demo needs to happen. Mm -hmm. um, but I've been up on this lift in like the area that's going to be our offices, like taking down these two by four beams to kind of open up the ceiling and whatnot. Yeah. Um, and I was up there one night doing some work and it's dusty. It's late at night. Well, it's not late. It's like six o'clock. It's dark though. Yeah. That side doesn't have any power. And I bought these two lights to kind of like illuminate the area. So I don't, you know, kill myself. <laughs> um, You're like, where are the stairs now? <laughs> I'm 15 feet up in the air. Right. Taking these beams down. And then all of a sudden, like I'm cutting them and I turn around and this building was built like back in the 1920s. So th these beams have been up there that long, almost, mm -hmm. you know, 100 years. Mm -hmm. And you can see smudges. There's a quarter inch of dust on top of everything. And then on one of the beams, I think I showed you a picture of it. There's like this little kid handprint on one in paint. That's kind of cute. And I was a, like, my glasses were like a little foggy and I... I was tired, so I was like, oh, it's like an opossum or something got in here. And I was like, hold on, that's not like an opossum print. And there's only one of them. And there's no green paint anywhere in this building. Mm -hmm. But it's this little itty-bitty kid perfect handprint just right on the side. So I'm just thinking, maybe somebody brought their kid in when they were building this building mm -hmm. 100 years ago. And it got a handprint on it. That's what it is. This place definitely isn't haunted. There is definitely no bodies <laughs> down in the cellar. Like the, the ghost kid. <laughs> the ghost kid. Yeah, but um, no, it's it's going pretty well. Most of my time is spent over there. Um, we're we geared up for the holidays, so two weeks off is really just two weeks where I can get stuff prepped and ready for the beginning of next year. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna enjoy uh, just relaxing a little bit. Nice. So nice. Nothing. Nothing too crazy. But. Yeah. That kid hand's really cute. <laughs> like you think about the ghost aspect with it, but then you think about like, oh, we do that now. Like mm -hmm. how mom like took our like height and stuff like that. I it's found just... one of those beams there too. That's kind of cool. Like tearing a tearing a wall out. There was a two by four, and it started at 1946. And went mm -hmm. all the way up to like the 70s. Mm -mm. And the only name I found on the beam was Bill. So either it was, it was probably a kid because it, it was like two feet tall or something. But. Bill! 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 <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> you, went, you went super fun. I, and I went super terrifying. <laughs> but the one of the floorboards that I took up had B and T flooring on it, which I did a little research mm -hmm. and that building B and T flooring was their offices in Franklinton that then moved and became B and T metals, which is the building right next to Brewdog that's kind of boarded up in between Brewdog and Land Grant. Mm -hmm. And in that building is where B and T Metals was contracted to pull uranium for the Manhattan Project that made the atomic bombs. What? Yeah. 
So I, I contacted the Franklinton Historic Society to try to get more information on B&T mm. flooring. Mm. How much can I sell these floorboards for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, to get more information on the flooring company because when they became metals, I guess when they were pulling the uranium, they were just like, they didn't let people know because the project was so secret that all the people that had to do that work didn't have any type of radiation uh, protection. And that's why it's still boarded up is because in that building is where most of the contamination was in that area. So it said it went through radiation, but yeah. So should we be talking about this? I Uh, mean, it's public knowledge. Taylor. Anyways, it Taylor is goes, now. Taylor goes outside, <laughs> and stabbed. Ow. Wide open. Yeah. But anyway, so like that was one of the offices. It was a full, that was like so where it started, and then it became metals and got bigger and bigger. So hmm. yeah. that's really cool. Yeah, I have the floorboard that says B and T Flooring Company on it. Nice. So nice. Cool. That's awesome. You're gonna use it as like a decoration or something? Yeah, there's a lot of beams there that are like hand hewn and whatnot that will will make some pretty sweet table out of it or nice or i mean it's 100 year old like oak or something might as like well that. hmm. might yep. as well that's really sweet yep oh, awesome awesome <laughs> there might be an abundance of it and you're gonna just get like little pieces of history for your birthdays and- <laughs> <laughs> there's a fucking wood beam <laughs> thanks no, no, no. only only one linear foot i could make that last for a few oh years my God. you're like what i always some people want. own a, a it's a part of a set taylor <laughs> some people own a square foot of scotland some people own a square foot of a wooden beam yeah. from Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, yeah. Be like, I want to be the Duke of England of Ireland. No, have you, ever, have you, you seen those yeah. commercials? Yeah, you can just, buy a square foot of Scotland yeah. or. I just think mm-hmm. it's kind of funny. Like, cool. Uh, woo! <laughs> like, how much did that cost? There's gold in this hill. <laughs> it only costs. It only costs like thirty dollars. Oh. And you'd literally own a square foot, and they're like, this is your plot, and there you go. Be like, can I build on it? Yeah. I mean, if I... <laughs> if, you could like- structurally, if you could structurally come up with a pillar that will hold an entire building in one square foot... And well, can I buy, like, out. multiple square foots? Feats? <laughs> fight. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plural, it's fight. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's good. I'll look into that later, yeah. see how much uh, I can do. But Buy I really, for thirty dollars. Anyway, yeah, I really love that building, but I want to get some more history behind it because mm-hmm. it was like four buildings in one. I don't know what that is. That's yeah, fun. I don't know what that was. <laughs> it's a bomb. <laughs> it's a bomb. <laughs> uh, so awesome. Well, let's get into this because this was a riveting movie. Mm-hmm. Also, I like that this takes takes place in um, Paris. Yeah, but no one has an accent. Like yeah. nobody has an accent. Nobody even nobody even hazard to try yeah. an accent here. <laughs> Which, to be fair, is fine. Yeah, that's it's fine when that no people one has try to do accents and then fail miserably. I feel like it's yes. worse. I'll take no accents versus subpar accents because mm-hmm. then it's just weird. And I didn't realize how many Three Musketeers movies there were. Oh yeah, and growing up, I always heard of the movie "The Man in the Iron Mask," but didn't realize. I've never seen that. I've never seen it either, but didn't realize that it was part of the three mus- had to do with the Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. So Leonardo DiCaprio is in that fact. one, right? Yes. He's supposed to be. D'Artagnan. No, he's no. he's King Louis. <laughs> oh shit! And the whole premise behind it was like 
he's supposed to be King Louis. He had a twin brother who doesn't want to share power, so he jailed his brother. Put a mask on him. Put a mask on him <laughs> so nobody knows that it's a twin brother. Ugh, so weird. And everybody <laughs> in that movie, zero French accents. Like <laughs> They're like, hello. <laughs> it's, it's how... Um, <laughs> DiCaprio sounded in like the Basketball Diaries, but he's like playing King Louis. I don't know what that is. It's a movie that Leonardo DiCaprio is in. I have not explored his acting career as much as Okay. I... Here, more of your line. Um Leonardo DiCaprio in Titanic, that voice as go. King Louis. There you go. <laughs> I asked our mother if she had seen Titanic and she's like, Oh, I would never watch that. I'm like, Mom! Come on, it's Titanic. Everyone loves Why? that movie. I thought she had seen it. No, she said she's never seen it. Oof. Our mom's choice in movies is very. It's because particular. it's not a no-brainer. It's well, she likes no, not. She likes she the likes no not brainer. No not brainers, but she also like. I remember watching a lot of English films with her. Muriel's Wedding. I don't know what that is. I remember she rented that freaking movie. <laughs> and she's like, here, watch it with me. Because, like, Dad wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. I was like, it was good enough. That's where I first got exposed to, like, uh, Tony Collette as an actor. Hereditary. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. shit. She she's is, so cool. Uh, she looks, she would actor. just be really cool to hang out with. I just remembered her from Shaft. The one with Samuel Jackson. <gasps> I never saw it. You what? never saw I've that? Never oh seen that. shit! <laughs> that might have come no, up. we're definitely gonna talk about that. We're I'll just, definitely. Gonna... I'll just put it on my watch list. And yeah, just, she's you know. really, she's really cool. She's real, real cool. Yeah. But yeah. So awesome. I don't remember how we got to the segue, but I don't know. Um, we but we're actors, going from awesome Tony Collette. To, Tony Collette to now Disney's Three Musketeers. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a fall from grace. So, yes. So, this movie, The Three Musketeers, this version came out in 1993, uh, made by year. Disney. <laughs> so, it's supposed to take place. We're in France. We have this um, young man played by Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> young oh, yeah. boy. How old was he when he played? I did not figure out. He, I did not. He was 32. <laughs> he was 32. <laughs> I think he was fairly young because this was before he did Batman uh, Forever and Batman and Robin. I'm going to look this up. So very, very young. But um, so he is basically on a mission to go to France. <la> Are you going to let me be a three musketeer if you don't trust me? God, you <laughs> suck. <laughs> oh, he was he was 23 when he Okay, passed. so yeah. Decently young. Decently young. Yep. But he's on a mission to go to Paris to become a three musketeer mm-hmm. because his dad was a musketeer. Yes. So that's supposedly pretty much like the a, whole story. Supposedly a famous musketeer. I mean, do you see that bling ass sword he had? I mean, it's a really sweet sword. It was no. gilded. And we, it was fancy. It was sharp. But he's also like just going around wimbly nimbly, like just like <laughs> challenging people to duels. Yeah. And you're like, that's a really nice sword. <laughs> like, I would just take that. Mm-hmm. But we also get introduced. So he's D'Artagnan. If you don't know the story to Three Musketeers, you're gonna learn it today the abridged version (laughs) (laughs) three musketeers and this one has dozens of musketeers in it and four main musketeers yes so our three musketeers don't know why (laughs) i don't know either well three musketeers and then like a lackey and then d'artagnan he's like hello (laughs) yeah okay 
Um, but the three musketeers are played by Charlie Sheen, who's um, Am- Amorous. Say Amorous. That? Amorous. Amorous. I, I feel like I'm just going to mess up on his name. Aramis. Aramis. Aramis, yeah. We like, I can, like, Aramis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we have Kiefer Sutherland, who's Athos, and Oliver Platt as Porthos. Yep. Which I feel like that's a really interesting dynamic trio. I almost said duo, mm-hmm. but it's a trio. Yeah, yeah. Having Sheen and Sutherland and then adding Platt yeah. to it. Oliver Platt. I. So great. This is, I feel like, a very common 90s, like, what would like not like a, a pa- like, like a powerhouse like you have two leading yes. men and then the third one is also a leading like, man but like the funny one yes like, mm-hmm. he's like the like comic the relief mus- uh musketeer yeah schleppy 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 tier but he was hilarious oliver platt is hilarious and i f- feel like he's been hilarious in every movie i've seen him in mm-hmm. so really enjoy him keith sutherland i feel like in this movie was fine yeah, he was cool. Charlie Sheen he was, was more fine. brooding. He was yeah. He was he the was, one that was really not that interesting. He was <laughs> not. I mean, he like had been hurt as like a young person. He had a dark past, kind of that comes back in some way in the movie. Yeah, he was. Yeah. A, he was a fucking vampire. <laughs> <He was> a, <laughs> <laughs> I put down. He was a lone wolf in a pack. <laughs> like, <laughs> he was a lone wolf pack. <laughs> so he was brooding, and then Charlie Sheen's character is very like religious but womanizing. but like a womanizing so. yep. yeah. it's like oliver platt's character is like hey i'm a i'm a slut he's, so. a, he's a pirate he's, he's a, a pirate game. which i don't know <laughs> if that's like legit from the book because they never touch on that in the 48 version that he's Pathos, a pirate or yeah yeah or they, Porthos is a pirate but. yeah they mention it for like two seconds they say it one time and they're like he's like i told you i was famous so yeah. Um, but the, <laughs> so those are the three uh, musketeers, and then we're also introduced to the two villains. Main uh, the one villain is Michael Wincock, who's played uh, Roachfort, mm-hmm. which again he's got this like raspy, ratty kind of voice, and you're like he's dressed in all black, he's got an eye patch. It's mm-hmm. like he's the bad guy. He used to be a musketeer, yes. And what we find out is that. The other three, Porthos, Athos, and Aramis, kind of stood up against him and got him kicked out of the Musketeers. And then you find out why at the end, why he got kicked out. Um, Musketeer unbecoming. (laughs) And then our main villain is Tim Curry, and Mm -hmm. he plays the Cardinal. Yep. Richelieu. Richelieu. So... He, <laughs> I'm French. <laughs> <laughs> um, so still, no one in this movie has French ass. <laughs> God damn it! Clip. Nobody in this movie has. French Nobody ass. got a French ass. <laughs> Would that be unshaved? Ew. I don't know. Um. So yes. I love how Rebecca De Mornay is in this. She plays the Countess de Winter. Yeah. But her character's name is, is Milady. Yes. <laughs> Very she's got a couple different names throughout this movie, and I was like, I thought she none was of Countess. De it's because she's a spy. Yeah. Spoiler. That's... She's a spy. <laughs> she's a spy. She's, she's a bad woman. Yeah, she's got multiple different names in this. Um Countess de Winter. 
Milady, Lady De Winter, Sabina. Milady De Winter. And it's just like just what? Sabine. <laughs> or Sabine, sorry. Um There's a difference. I know. <laughs> ah! There's a difference. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know why she has so many names. So we have a good like crew of people mm-hmm. in this movie. So So how does this start off? In a dark I have I have a lot of issues the way things were filmed. Okay. <laughs> the opening scene you'd come into is a dark, watery underground torture dungeon. Yes. Like yeah. that's where Every it is. Every castle should have but one. I was watching this and all my lights were off. I had to turn off the lights, all of my lights, so I could see like <laughs> glimpses of people. <laughs> Because it was so there dark. Were, there were a couple shots in this movie where I was like, wow, it is like pitch black. Yeah, like you can't see anyone or anything that's happening. Yeah. So, so like right at the beginning, you get an idea of who Rochefort is and who Richelieu are. They're scheming people. They're in cahoots. Mm-hmm. Richelieu plays a cardinal, but he's bad. He likes killing people and he likes boobies. <laughs> He's like, I'm a simple man, okay? Mm-hmm. I like power, I like torture, and I like boobs. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the country accent. <laughs> Not even a French country accent. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, like yeah. the boobies. <laughs> I like to kill people. <laughs> and I'm a cardinal. Huh? <laughs> okay, Pierre. Scarg- <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. So. Okay. So um, he's floating into this torture chamber and he does it kind of in a badass way where he's just like standing up and somebody else is like rowing the boat for him. Mm-hmm. And it's on know? like a dragon boat. Yeah. Like, I'm like, I mean, there's this dungeon torture at the, like below where the three musketeers are at. It's below like the castle. Yeah. 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 The and you're just like, so. okay, it's just the dungeon. But like, yeah. did you guys know this was here? Like, did people know this was here? Sure. That's where they probably would send like, if, somebody stepped out of line they're like send him to the dungeon like that's where they would go well, and the they first, just get tortured yeah and, you know the first guy they <laughs> kill at the beginning of the film oh, is some guy. poor little peasant who's like i was just trying to feed my family and tim curry's like you have no boobs die <laughs> it's one or the other man so it's like he obviously has he does not care for the people he wants power. He wants riches. So yeah, it's all understand. Um, so super, super dark in the film, and then <laughs> we get to meet D'Artagnan automatically. Oh. It switches. One, I was watching this in the dark, and then it switches to I hate during that. the day, like a especially in like a movie and theater. My eyes I'm more like, just like ah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like my eyes have to blink a lot of mm-hmm. times. Like I have lizard eyes or something. <laughs> lizard eyes. <laughs> Oh okay, I'm done for a few minutes. Yeah, yep. good. For a few minutes. So we... So, go ahead. No, sorry. So D'Artagnan is fighting some guy because he slept with this other guy's sister, and then, like, a chase ensues. Yeah. A, a horse chase. Mm-hmm. So That's right away, you just hear that, like, D'Artagnan lays it out. I'm going to go to Paris to become a three musketeer, but along the way, I'm like, I slept with your sister. Sorry. And, like, that's, that's like, him throughout this entire movie. Mm-hmm. He's kind of, like, hot-headed and... Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'm a kid. He's laser-focused on, like, <laughs> I just need to be a three musketeer. He wants his own back Because signal. his dad was. Yeah. Yeah. 
That was a mom look. Yep. <laughs> that was a mom look. <laughs> <laughs> so during this chase, there is a cut scene back to the castle, and you can see that Richelieu and Rochefort are disbanding the Three Musketeers. Mm-hmm. Like, they're getting rid of the entire King's Guard because that's what the Three Musketeers were. Yeah. yeah. And they serve the king. They serve the king. But now the Cardinal's Guards are going to be protecting the king which those guys can't be trusted and i really like the way that in this movie they make it real easy for <laughs> one like kids to know who's the good guy yeah. who's the bad guy it's like red team blue team yeah so the the musketeers are all of these blue like tunics and the cardinals guard cardinal are all in these red tunics mm-hmm. so whenever there's a fight you're like uh they all look the same okay they're red and they're blue yep. yeah yeah <laughs> make it real easy <laughs> Yeah, now in the 48 version, mm-hmm. all of the mes- the all, all of the musketeers, all of the musketeers, <laughs> they don't wear like um like uniforms. They have their own very colorful, vibrant clothing, which I love. And then the bad guys still wear red and black. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's like these are the good guys. They got colors. They can afford it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I really like old films and how they do dress like Mm -hmm. how their costumes are are very vibrant and colorful like gorgeous Mm -hmm. i just think they're super super gorgeous Mm -hmm. so yeah (laughs) for some odd reason i wrote down about d'artagnan fencing with this guy Mm -hmm. it's like he's a good swordsman he can ride a horse like a bat out of hell and i was like i made a bird also i watched this movie at like 12 o'clock at night made myself laugh at that i made a bird like i mean a bird like a, a like a bat out of hell, but he's not Batman. He's Robin. Robin. Too much I bird. know. Too much I know. But I, I wrote that down like, I'm going to be hilarious. <laughs> Who's running this episode? So I went. I'm sorry. I forgot what your last point was. My last point. Oh, no. So he, you just see the musketeers get disbanded. And then it. And then you see that uh, D'Artagnan makes it to the castle where the oh, musketeers yeah. were supposed to Because he's going to go sign up. I guess there's tryouts for the musketeers. Because mm-hmm. he just is going to ride in and go, hey, I'm, I want to be a musketeer. I don't know what type of training <laughs> Where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah, where do I sign up? My dad was a musketeer. Look at this sweet blade. Let me in. Oh but he just gets to the castle and meets uh, Kiefer Sutherland's character, Athos. And he's like stoking the fire of like, how long's it been? Because I think it's only been like a couple hours. It's only been a couple hours, but the courtyard where everybody got disbanded mm-hmm. now has like animals walking through it, and it has like hay and straw all over yeah. the place. It's become like a market or something. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's become a market. Well, time to move in. It was like a French medieval like pop up market. Um, but then this Get is where scarves. you. <laughs> Get your scarves. And your, and your handmade soaps. <laughs> your handmade soaps. As soon as they start taking off their tunics, like the peasants start ripping them up and using them as like scarves mm-hmm. and stuff. Um, but here you get a sense of D'Artagnan's like character and his mentality towards everybody who might get in the way of his of him becoming a three musketeer. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know that. Athos is a three musketeer. At this, Not at all. Or is a musketeer at this point. So he he starts like smack talking to him and gets himself into a duel at noon 
Yep. And then he's still running away from this guy that he had a duel with when we first met him. Which they find him. I mean, he's coming. I don't. It's the only remember. town. It's the only town around. I guess. It's I like he's he's traveled all this way. Yep, miles and the, miles. And then it's like these people are still after him, and they yeah. make it to the same town where he is. Like. Mm-hmm. Maybe an hour later, and you're yeah. like, "What?" Yeah. <laughs> like, they're like, "Oh, there he is." <laughs> you're like, "Time does not make sense in this movie. No. <laughs> Time does not make sense at all." No. So, yeah. Yeah, it feels like everything happens within like a few days. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, usually in real life, if you ride a horse, you're riding for like the entire day, mm-hmm. and then like another day, and then maybe <laughs> another day <laughs> another after that, day. and then you're at where you it usually need to takes be. about three days to get around. Yeah. <laughs> this he was just like one village over and he's like oh i'm gonna run to this major town because i need to go there anyways mm-hmm. so the king's like right over there <laughs> <laughs> i'll be a musketeer they'll protect oh, me oh and they also he also runs into constance on his way there oh which she, is the love interest yeah wh- who never fucking shows up in this movie no and, she's really not in this and movie. in like every other version she's like a major role yes like in the 48 one her and Gene Kelly are like a love interest, like through the whole movie mm-hmm. until freaking Milady or Countess de Winter freaking kills her. Oh, shit. And it's like and super dramatic. Version? Yeah. And she just doesn't do anything in this movie. <laughs> She's just like, Bye. I'm like, okay, whatever. Yeah. She's, sh- yeah. So she kind of got, I don't know. Her role is, her <laughs> role like, is not really pointless. prominent in this <laughs> We're movie. We're not going to so It's like, this. whatever. <laughs> Actually, I could have just not brought it up and it wouldn't have even mattered. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It would have been non-existent, just like her role in the movie. Um, So at this point, it's like we know D'Artagnan's just kind of a jerk. And he he also... He's real cocky. He's very, very cocky. And just he starts fights with all three of the musketeers. And he's like, I'll meet you here. I'll meet you here. They're all going to meet. 1 o'clock, 2 p.m. They're all going to meet at the same time. And fight, and it's just they get there, and <laughs> well, 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 well. Let's see what happens. The bad yeah. guys are there, so they have to work as a team. They become friends, and they have to defeat. Which this fight scene wasn't terrible. No, it's actually pretty. There good. were like a couple of things during the fight scene where uh, uh, part uh, Porthos Porthos has a has like a dagger that opens up into like three parts. Yeah, that's kind of cool. That's yeah, and then sweet. he hits a dude with a freaking bolo. <laughs> yeah, he he's like, I love my It's like, what kind of what? Like, what are all the weapons that you have? Like, it's, Jesus. Well, he, Porthos <laughs> is like a unique. Well, if he's a pirate, he's obviously traveled all around. So he has that pirate gear. So he's got like random knickknacks that he's picked up from the Queen of America. <laughs> I'm a pirate. I just got all these random knickknacks. <laughs> he like opens his coat. It's like you know that toy that you push the bottom and it goes weak. <laughs> With the I've string. seen those, but yep. yeah. Yep. I'm just, yeah, it's just, a knickknack. It's a knickknack. <laughs> sound off at the bottom. Uh, sound off from the comments. What's your knickknack? What the fuck? Sound off in the comments. <laughs> Roll call. What's your knickknack? What's your knickknack? What's your go-to knickknack? Like, Jeez. I still... Okay. Oh, God. So... So this fight happens. So the 
the Cardinals guards are trying to round up all the stray musketeers, and it's only these. Yeah, three it's only at three point, of them, right? Yeah. that are gone the, rogue. Well, it's because they like refuse to remain silent, and they're Correct. keeping with their duties. They're and still everything. like, we're going to protect the king. We don't care what the cardinal says. We we're not going to live by your rules, pretty much. Mm-hmm. So the four of them get together, fight off these guards. Uh, D'Artagnan ends up killing one of them. So, yes. So they're like, well, I guess you're one of us and you're on the run now. So now they have to stick together. They mm-hmm. kill so many people in this movie. Yep. Like, it's it's a kid-friendly movie, kind no, of. No blood, though. No blood. You just see shadows of people getting stabbed. There's there's one part where there's blood. Yes, okay. there is. Um, but no, but even the guy that falls during the fight scene, they still show him. Like on the ground, yeah. just like, and then that's because he like Disney loves. Make sorry, I'll make. I'll take a picture of the face and post it. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, Disney loves killing bad guys with with falls. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm just Gaston. Someone else, I'm sure. <laughs> He's French. No, He's French. The the, uh, the evil witch from uh, Oh Snow, Snow White. White. Oh yeah, everyone. Fall. Uh, Tarzan, whatever that guy. Yep. No, he hangs, well, himself. he hangs himself. He doesn't fall. Oh, but he falls but he and falls. hangs himself. Uh, that's yeah. Simba's dad, Mufasa. Yep. Yep. He falls. Oh right. The I've most heard. sad scene Man. in the world. Yeah, you're just falling. <laughs> I'm like to trying your to fate. track a lot. I'm like, wait, what are these movies <laughs> for some reason? <laughs> They're like the most prominent movies from my childhood. Yeah, I'm that like, we wait, watched what? all together. So yeah, so Jardanian kills <laughs> one of Son them. Son of man. I'm- Oh, I'm sorry. I'm just thinking of Tarzan. <laughs> We're on a different Disney movie, Taylor. But there's a part um, with... Um... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm really not going to... You're like, fuck yeah, Phil Collins. <laughs> I'm just really stuck on uh, Charlie Sheen's uh, character's name for some odd reason. It's just really hard. Aramis. Aramis. Like, it kind of makes you think of Artemis, but That's, Aramis. Yeah, Aramis. So, again, he's really religious. He likes to, like, pray for people before they and die. And pray on women. Or can pray <laughs> on women. But he's... I <laughs> The scene, it bothered me or just made me feel awkward because the guy fell. Yep. And he's praying over it. But it, the scene that they took... Is like just a dead guy, and he's just like praying over it. But it's like of the dead guy's face, just like, <laughs> just like it's like we didn't need to see this. So, understandably, the three musketeer run away, mm-hmm. and then at this time, this is where there's more cardinal guards, and then there's uh, I want to say Rochford, <laughs> Rochford, Rochford, yeah. Rochford, Rochford, Rochford. Um, <laughs> comes in and like Chris O'Donnell is like I'm gonna kill him now like whatever I know this guy's a bad guy he's like musketeers forever yeah he yells that he gets immediately knocked out (laughs) he gets knocked out like five times in the next ten minutes yeah it's just him just being super super weak so they capture him take him down to that dark ass dungeon and for the next 10 minutes, my eyes are trying to adjust oh, <laughs> to <so> the scene. <laughs> yeah. So so this time, Aramis, Otho, or Aramis, Athos, and Porthos are kind of on the run. So they're just gone somewhere. 
and D'Artagnan is captured. Yep. And I think the only reason he remains alive is because uh, Rochefort sees that he has this sweet blade. And he's like, where'd you steal this from? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, it was my dad. He was a three musketeer. And the funny part about this is you learn later on. Uh, spoilers. Sorry. You learn later on that <laughs> Rochefort killed D'Artagnan's dad. Yeah. And that's yeah. the big so But not before he took his eye. Exactly. That's why he has an eye patch. Yep. Looks pretty badass. Made him look even more sinister. Anyway. Yeah. But, um, so somehow D'Artagnan gets away and is kind of trying to find his way out of the dungeons and stumbles across, because the dungeons are right next to the Cardinal's chambers or whatever. Yeah, like in the basement. Yeah. <laughs> stumbles across uh, the Cardinal hatching his plan with Milady or... The Countess de Winter through mm-hmm. like a huge crack in the door. He can hear and see everything. Yeah. So now D'Artagnan is privy to all this information that he probably shouldn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a plot to kill the king. Yep. And for uh, Work with Rochefort him. to usurp the throne, I guess you could say. Originally? Y- yeah. R&R. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Too many R names in this movie. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah which... So- yeah, so. <laughs> hey, <what's up? laughs> so he stumbles across Cardinal and uh, the Countess talking about their plan, or Cardinal's plan to essentially join forces with the. Uh, Buckingham. Buckingham over in England yeah. to usurp the thrones. And mm-hmm. at this time, France is like trying to get away from them. Yep. So he's like, let's just incite war. Let's do this. This is awesome. Uh, I'm really excited for my new role. <laughs> <laughs> basically wants to like the bishop wants to kill the king yep. and get rid of him completely cardinal. cardinal i feel like one point they call him a cardinal bishop it's very confusing i'm just going with cardinal that's fine that's fine that's fine because he looks like one <laughs> <laughs> boom roasted <laughs> um but also while he's kind of going over this plan with her He's also trying to trying hit to f- on her, hit on her, and like throws her shawl back, trying to feel her up, and she pulls a blade on him. Yeah, and she's about to like <laughs> you cut his my dick boobs off. I'll cut off your penis, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> shup, shup, shup. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, this whole movie with Tim Curry like is this overly sleazy, like sleazy religious person. I mm-hmm. do like when she's like, "If you do anything, I'm gonna change your religion," <laughs> and you're like. That was weird, but hilarious at the same time. Yeah. That's like almost too much of a badass line for a Disney movie. Yeah, for a Disney movie. <laughs> so it's just, they, and yeah. He, he's really just using his station as Cardinal to mm. further his own like personal agenda. Yeah, yeah. Like that's his, all he he's wants. He's abusing his power pretty much. Yep, all the way through this. Yeah. So, pretty much what he wants. I mean, he's, he's basically Jafar. He's the advisor. Yeah. Like yeah, everyone true. listens to, to him, king, yeah. to his council and everything, and yeah, even the king. So it's like anything he says go, mm-hmm. anything <laughs> he says goes. Yes. At one point in the movie, he makes the statement to the queen that kings come and go, but he is like, and I am forever. He's like, like, there will always be a cardinal needed. There will always be an advisor needed, mm-hmm. and my, I'm here forever. So yeah. fucking deal with it. Um, but at this point. When he's listening through the door, uh, D'Artagnan, he comes a- 
Rochefort comes and finds him. <laughs> like, automatically. Yep. He's like, I escaped. Dude, you could have just left. It's like, dude, it's so dark in here and you have one eye. Yeah. How could you see me? His death perception is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) But he ends up having a conversation with the Cardinal at that time. And the Cardinal's like, how much did you hear? And he's like, I pretty much heard everything. Yeah. Like, why would you tell somebody that? So, I mean, he gives them options to like, if you tell me where the three musketeers are. I'll let you live. He's like, and he's like, I'd never tell you. He's like, go suck it. He's like, I'm never going to. It's just like, again, like he's like, I'm holding your life in the balance. And you're like, I'm not going to tell you. I'm cool. But he has to stand for something. And like everything in his life to him has been leading him to become this musketeer. That's just like his father. So he is pledging allegiance to something that he's not even a part of yet. And he's like, that's how. That's how true he is to their cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so true. So mm-hmm. basically. He... I'm a three musketeer. Wait, why do I keep saying that? <laughs> I have no I idea. Know. I am a three musketeer. I am a musketeer. I am a musketeer like my father before me. Do you get that? Star Wars? Okay. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I was like, man, I didn't get that at <laughs> what? all. What does that I thought you just with... glitched for a second. No, when Luke says that in Return of the Jedi. He's Luke like, says when, he's when a musketeer? He's like, yeah. yeah. When he's fighting his dad at the end, mm-hmm. he's like, in like a Jedi, Palpatine. Like my father before me. Yes. That's just the reference I was making. Well, oh. yeah, but how many, how many movies and stories are out there? <laughs> how many movies and stories out there where, a like, billion. there's a son a that is deaths. trying to be like his father and comes up against, you know, probably a lot. somebody who's trying to thwart his plans and he's like, I'm going to do what my dad did. Like, yeah, it's just kind of like scripted. But people like Star Wars, and I was just referencing it. It's fine. Okay, we get it. Yeah, okay, good we job. Get it. Maybe somebody out there There's who's listening is like, "Oh, I like Star Wars too. I'll give them a follow." You know, that's true. It's for them. It's for them. For the little people. Not for you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't. Ki- I wouldn't really say that a person that's going to give us a follow or like get that reference is a lesser or little person, Taylor. Like, I just don't want them to get a big head about it. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Anyways. So at this point basically D'Artagnan mouth off and he's like, We're gonna kill you. So yep. he's on his way to the chopping block. Get his head chopped off and he gets saved by the three musketeers. Because and somehow they infiltrated the They infiltrate everywhere. The executionist, they infiltrated the only three people that need to be up on this chopping block stand with mm-hmm. D'Artagnan. Yep. And yeah. they bust him loose. <laughs> And take the Cardinal's carriage that has tons of gold and wine and stuff in it. Gold and silver! <laughs> yep. And they escape. So mm-hmm. And it turns another into... Hor- another horse chase. So they find out during this chase that the Cardinal's... Uh, I mean, they knew he was a bad guy. Yep. But yeah. Chris, um, <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, D'Artagnan's <laughs> telling him the plan. And they're like, okay, well, we got to get to this place. To intercept the spy. Yep. And so basically it just ensues of like this chase until a point where they all have to split up and ends up being Chris O'Donnell and Keith or Sutherland split up from the group. Athos, and yeah. Athos, sorry. That's <laughs> going in and out. I'm so <laughs> yeah. sorry. I'm so sorry. Gets have and to David. split up. <laughs> David. <laughs> it's not even his name. <laughs> no, it is his name. Go get some more seashells, D'Artagnan. No, Michael oh, is the brother. Oh, God. I got confused. Too many names. Crack! Yeah, you definitely have to That sister. was very loud. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
ends up being like Chris. D'Artagnan <laughs> needs to go and go on his own. He's exhausted. Yeah. He's been riding this horse for days. Like it's, apparently, yeah, it's terrifying. Or a day. I'm just fast forwarding through a lot of stuff. Your face, because you're watching this, I think you're responding to what I'm saying. I'll do that verbally. Just let him make his face as well. Like, no. <laughs> well. Hold on. Shut up. <laughs> no, 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 no. So, but before we get to the part uh, where. Sorry. No, you fast forwarding, like skipping all that stuff. Like, I'm fine with it. I just. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just a long ass chase scene. Yeah, There's... it's just the Cardinal shows that he's creepy again. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, uh, I don't need I already, to cover that. Yeah. He's already creepy. Shows that he's creepy. There's a gun battle. Yeah, then, I don't need to yeah. talk about that. The, no, o- the only thing that's like, no, the, this can be cut out. The only thing that's somewhat significant is when D'Artagnan is talking with Athos about Countess de Winter. But bar. he calls her Sabine because yeah. that's the name that she used. Yeah. That's like the only like significant thing, I guess. Yeah. So, and I take it you're about to say that. <laughs> well no what you were saying is when when he's writing for days he's tired that happens way after he talks to athos i know i just wasn't able to finish because you guys got me off so... okay i am isabel you're fine i'm sorry i'm not <laughs> i'm not <laughs> okay it was just chapstick go <laughs> god dang it gosh dang it <laughs> I like how every time I say something out of the blue, someone looks at me like, who the hell are you? Like, I haven't been doing this my entire life. That's true. That's true. So just going through this entire, it's not really a montage, but they're all just trying to escape yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah. Uh, he he, he essentially has like a that. kill order out for them. Yeah. So which, he's like, fly pigeons. Yeah. At one point he releases uh, just doves on or pigeons on pigeons on pigeons for all these people to like hunt these guys <laughs> the bird man but there's a cardinal there's two scenes during this like chase scene that are in one scene's ridiculous the other scene is important okay i'm going to start yeah. with the the ridiculous scene yes okay so they're riding through this like weird checkpoint of all these like peasants or something that are for the three musketeers so they're like blocking the cardinal's guards and like, yeah, let the three musketeers go. So at this point, they set the carriage on fire and then they push this carriage into this like little campsite where all these people who just helped them yes. escape. And wow. it blows all their into, shit up. And never blo- even made that connection. It blows up all their shit. So yeah. it's like, thanks for helping us. Fuck you, and they like can explode this entire like poor person's camp and it's I like well so my, all my livelihood's gone well for the king, <laughs> for like, the yeah. king. and they just like <laughs> laugh about it and ride away yeah <laughs> so they get a little bit of a break during this time where they can relax at an inn another one of the fucking dark scenes yes because when they're riding up to the inn it's yeah. like pitch black and then there's like a crack of lightning and i'm like Oh, there's everything. Okay. There's people. So (laughs) (laughs) there's a scene where you get to know more about their personalities and how they seduce winches. Their winching style. There's so, it's such a long scene talking about how to seduce winches. And And I'm like, what the fuck? And again, this being like a Disney movie. Yeah. Like, like, what the hell? This is how we get them 
back in the 1400s or whatever. Yes. And you're like, this is such a weird on long scene. But it goes mm-hmm. over to Athos, who's like sitting by himself, brooding, like, and they say a couple of different things yeah. um, throughout the movie where it's like Charlie Sheen's character, Aramis. Yeah. I did it. <laughs> Aramis is very religious. And so they're like, oh, he takes death very seriously. Mm-hmm. And then it's like when it goes to Athos, um, they're like, he takes drinking very seriously. It's just like these like weird things that they kind of like point out of all mm-hmm. the characters. Yep. So... D'Artagnan walks over and he's like, hey, what's going on? And he's like, hey, we should have a drink. To Athos. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What did I say? No. Nope. You didn't say anyone's name. Oh. You just said I he just walks over. That we're... <laughs> okay, you're fine. You're, you're, you're... I can <laughs> just walks that. over. Yeah. Um, so ends up sitting mm. down and they're having a conversation. Mm. And then all of a sudden, Athos, who's obviously drunk, starts talking about love and how love doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And he gets into a very detailed story about his love, but he doesn't really say it's him. It's kind of like hidden. He's like, there was this guy who was a count and he fell in love with this beautiful girl. And this girl was actually terrible and manipulative and all this stuff. And you're like, Oh shit, that's crazy. You, the watcher are like, Oh, I know who we're talking about here yeah. a little bit. So ends up being like, that's a very serious story to tell someone at a young age (laughs) and to sit there and follow that as a child. I'm like, wait, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I don't know about love (laughs) ends up being. So you have what a count is. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) The count. And then after they're Uh, in, so, uh, uh. so that's a very important scene for you to follow along. Like, okay. So Mm -hmm. he's obviously talking about someone significant Mm -hmm. that will probably play a role later in the story. Someone who has a fleur de lis brand on their shoulder because she killed somebody before. Was it she killed or conspired? No, she killed, she got the brand because she was supposed to be executed because she was in the scheme to kill someone that actually went through. So she was supposed to die. Whoever this is. But someone took, uh, yeah, it's like, ooh, mystery. (laughs) (laughs) So, and then, so after that scene, more chasing ensues. They get split up. Yeah. Chris O'Donnell, I think at this point, is injured in some way. Mm -hmm. Ends up going out on his own. And again, that's where we get to the point where he's like riding the horse. He falls off the horse. And then just happens to be that the. Spy. The Countess de Winter. Mm-hmm. Is it Countess Lady de Winter? Lady de Winter. Milady. Okay, we'll just call her Milady. <laughs> just call yeah. her so, Milady. So the whole thing here is in the earlier horse chase, he spilled the guts about this plot to kill the king. Mm-hmm. So they have to get ahead of the spy who they don't know who it is. He just saw the back of her head. So he's on his way to Calais to cut them off. And he's on the road to Calais, falls off the horse, and then the lady de Winter comes across him, and she's like, "Oh, he's handsome. Put him in the cab." Yeah, with what me. a weirdo! <laughs> I just like how the guy's like, "There's a she's dead like, body in the road." Yeah, and he's <laughs> gonna that, like shoot it. That again. guy is yeah, It's like, it's like, are you like that bored? Like, I'm just gonna shoot this dead yeah. body. Well, because he's like, Weird. it might be dead, and she's like, "Oh wait, he's handsome. Put him in the cab with mm. me." Damn, he looks like Chris O'Donnell. <laughs> 
<laughs> so it it goes to now she's trying to seduce him in her room wherever this is. So I'm assuming they're in Calais at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he essentially spills the beans again to her because she's like, "What are you? What were you doing on the road?" to Calais and he's like oh I'm chasing down a spy she's like oh yeah really I don't believe that and then he's like yeah there's a plot to kill the king and she's like oh I believe you which in her head is like okay I gotta off this guy now <laughs> I gotta, <laughs> off, yeah. gotta ice him yeah I gotta ice him and in a struggle <laughs> she just because she tries gun and just shoots him. <laughs> bam 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 <laughs> it's like a rapid muzzle load. yeah <laughs> unfortunately <laughs> does do shoot like that at the time <laughs> But they, there's a struggle because she tries to kill him. He sees the Florida Lee, realizes, one, this is a spy. Two, this is the one that uh, Athos was talking about. Mm-hmm. And then she calls her guards in. He gets knocked out again. And then she is going to take him with them to England. Yeah. 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 Now on the pirate ship. <laughs> now on the pirate ship. So- <laughs> So they're about to leave for England and what? It was just really loud for a second. So they're they're about about to leave for England. (laughs) (laughs) I can't hear shit. So (laughs) did you turn them on? There's a little switch in the back. What are you talking about? They're powered. (laughs) There's no switch because they plug in. Ha ha ha. He he he. So, oh, anyway, I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> I would have believed you. So they get to the boat. Take it off, Taylor. Ew. <laughs> what? You said take it off, Taylor. What? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate you, bud. You said that. Why are you mad? I like, like, <laughs> take off like, your fucking clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean. No. Oh, God. You mean, like, stop. No, you meant just like take it. Like, go yeah. With it. Yeah, but you said take it off. <laughs> Belated. I'm sorry. I hate all of you guys. I hate you all. You guys are weird. Oh, damn. I quit. Great. Okay. So, uh, Lady De Winter takes... D'Artagnan mm-hmm. to her ship with like her lackeys. Yeah. And again, the three musketeers show up. They save and the day. Save him because Chris O'Donnell is completely helpless and can't God. do anything without them. <laughs> um, Except stumble into wrong situations and overhear shit he's not supposed to and yeah. spill the beans to people he's not supposed to. Correct. Yeah. So this is where you learn that Porthos. I keep on wanting to say pathos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. When Porthos just is... Call, yeah, just call him Pothos, like the plant. <laughs> like the plant. <laughs> uh, this is when you learn that he's a pirate, or was a pirate at some point. Because some people just jump overboard, and they're like, the pirate, whoa! And that's where the like kid factor comes in. It's like, whoa, whoa! Yeah. And you're like, okay, you just stabbed that guy yeah. over there, but now it's a kid's movie? <laughs> like, like, zoinks! Very yeah. confused. Yeah, and... And one of the henchmen, who is a Chinese man or someone yeah. from um, an Asian country, yep. just starts flipping everywhere, pulling out two swords. He's and, the only character that knows uh, martial arts in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And Porthos is like, I mean, he just pulls he in Indiana him. Jones. Yeah. 
He's just like, whoa, and then steps on a switch and he falls into a pit. Yep. I'm like, great. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> At this time, too, with uh, Lady D. Winner, Day Winner, Milady. I'm going to say <laughs> Milady. Right okay. It just sounds like Lady D. Winner. <laughs> it just sounds very. Well, if you say it like yes, that. Yes, I know. <sighs> She's being pursued by her ex husband's, her her dead husband's brother. Mm hmm. Because she also has a reputation of killing her lovers. So how she got this title is because she married in high society. The White Widow. And then killed <laughs> her husband. So mm -hmm. she's on the boat. She's like doesn't really know what to do. She's like, oh, I guess I'll just run away. Yes. <laughs> she just <laughs> Yeah, she just runs away. She's like, excuse me, excuse yeah. me, excuse me. Excuse and me, this excuse is me. where <laughs> Athos shows up. And is like Sabine. So she's the woman that he was in cahoots with a while ago and then cast out. And, mm -hmm. you know, she had done some wrong and like confided in him. And then he was like, no, get out of my house. Yeah, he house basically or turned her away. So she like kind of got screwed up by him. Yeah. And you're like, dang. And he got screwed up by her. He definitely didn't help though. He didn't though. He was the Duke. Yeah, which was fine. Like, she fell in love with him. And then he, he turned into a musketeer. She fucked him up. No. No. So she... No, because she he found that she got, like, got hurt. Yes. He found the floor de lis Yeah. And he's like, oh, I know what this means. Like, that was her past. Like, she was forgiven for that. He's obviously not But over he it. couldn't get over it. Exactly. She fucked him up. No. She did it in her past, and he couldn't get he couldn't look past that Hence and the love ED her. At the end of fucked, fucked past uh, tense him up. It was a mutual fucking up. No. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay, so, but she's caught now. Yeah. Yes. Okay, he turns her in, and she's going to be beheaded. Yeah. yeah. He's like, essentially, tell me everything you know about this plot to kill the king. You know, before you die. Yes. And she's like. Do you forgive me? Like, are you going to try to do something? And he's like, no, but you can still tell me. And she's like, fuck well, you. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah, she's like, you... I'm just going to take this to the grave. Yeah, which is legit. I would too. So yeah. they're about to behead her on the cliffs of wherever they are. It's gorgeous. Cliffs of France. It is. This is. This scene is great. This is the scene that traumatized me as a kid. It kind of reminded me of uh, Last of the Mohicans yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Damn, that scene movie. messed me up too. I yeah. know. It's something about falling then. That messes you. Maybe up. I just don't falling like... to your death messes you up. Just the thought of that. Well, really if you think you? about it, I'm like you have to have so much confidence to throw yourself over a cliff. Confidence. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But it's like she's about to get beheaded. The preservation for life has to be zero with you. Yes, correct. I mean, she was going to die anyway. She was going to die. There was no escaping it. And Might as well be by her own. But terms. it was just kind of crazy because I remember that scene specifically. And that scene alone, like, messed me up as a kid. Like, mm -hmm. I couldn't comprehend, like, what was happening. You're like, why is she kneeling? Why is that sword by her No, neck? it's not that. It's not that. I understood the beheading. I did not understand why she jumped. <laughs> yes, Like, that didn't make any sense to me. Because I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, okay, I guess she just killed herself. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. cool, I guess. So she essentially ends up telling Athos the Cardinal's entire plot. And mm. then she turns and leaps off of this cliff well the reason she does that is because he does forgive her mm -hmm. so she uh told him everything and then redeemed herself in some way 
a lot of a lot of things in this movie are like before God. So she redeemed herself in some way and threw herself off. The yeah. Mm-hmm. Which again, going back to the forty-eight one, she her character was freaking ruthless in that movie. She was like, I know I screwed you over, Athos, and I still hate you. Mm-hmm. So whatever. <laughs> and he's just like, but I still love you. Like, damn, that's how far she had her like nails into her them. meat hooks. <laughs> her meat hooks yeah so that scene <laughs> happens and then it all of a sudden goes into this montage mm-hmm. of like getting the band back we together. gotta get the musketeers together they're shooting arrows with all for one one for all everywhere just bam bam <laughs> arrow arrow and everyone's arrow. like i didn't learn to read sir <laughs> i don't know how to read i'm a Seth <laughs> in france and i talk like this <laughs> So they're getting this montage, and it's... And this happens in less than a day. Correct. So they're... It's actually over the course of two weeks. Yeah. (laughs) They just can't show that. So we're getting ready for... Go ahead. Sorry. So the whole plot here, yes, to usurp the throne, Mm -hmm. but the cardinal wants to kill the king. Yeah. And in doing it, he finds a sharpshooter. Okay. Oh, yeah. And it's during a birthday celebration where the king is supposed to come out onto a balcony and address the the people, Mm -hmm. and he's going to get shot. Mm -hmm. So now they have to get there right in the nick of time for this to for them to thwart this pimp for them to thwart this plan. At first, I thought you said pimp (laughs) to thwart this pimp. (laughs) I'm about to pimp this plan. (laughs) Yeah. So. Yeah, that montage. It's like it's also happening on the Cardinals' like side of like getting ready for this party. Mm-hmm. And this is, I think, you get a better idea of like, oh, these are just kids, and they know that there's something up with the Cardinal and all the guards, and it's just yeah, like the king they, and queen are they kids. can't They're really, really do young. anything. Yeah. yeah. So it's like, but they want to do it together, and I was like, that's cute. Mm. Yeah. So they both like each other. Arranged marriage. Adorable for them. Mm-hmm. For them, not for, for the, anyone else. Not yeah. for me. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so there's, I also just think it's funny. There's like a sharpshooter in like the 1400s. They existed, I'm sure. I know, but it's, I'm just thinking of loading like a muzzle. Like Mm -hmm. you can shoot one time and that's it. That's why he's a sharpshooter. He doesn't need to reload. Correct. But it's just (laughs) like, can you imagine missing? And you're like, hold on. Shit. Stand still. <laughs> Stand still. Don't move. So here, the they don't really know what's going on. The musketeers. Yeah. They don't so know. they're you know, the cliche like in in hoods and robes like in, in the crowd. Coat. They're like, yeah. look out for the musketeers. But you're like, I don't know who they would be. It's probably those three guys standing over there in hoods are all the way up. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> like, else is brightly colored except for those. <laughs> so. So uh, D'Artagnan's standing there looking up at the king and queen, mm-hmm. and then movie cliche sees like a glimmer come across his face, and it's the it's the barrel of mm-hmm. the sharpshooter's gun. Yeah, that's perched up on the corner like of this castle, two hundred feet away, that everybody <laughs> can see. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's a castle, so it's it's like seven stories tall. It's high. Okay, it's very high. I yes. mean, he's going up those stairs. Makes it up there in like two minutes. Makes it up. Higher than the sharpshooter to slide down the roof and kick his ass Ugh. in just a couple seconds. I would not be yeah. able to do well as the Three Musketeer. They have to do with heights all the <laughs> He'd time. You'd be running across the roof. <gasps> no, I'm not yeah, even tired from the roof. I'm just like, I'd be so unbalanced. <laughs> you just see everybody like, well, can go and die. <laughs> <laughs> or a 
make my way to the king before I'd make my way to the... <laughs> Porthos, shoot. What are your fucking arrows up there real quick? Yeah. <laughs> so, ends up being the three musketeers foil the plan. Mm-hmm. And there's always this, like, triumphant, like, they take off their cloaks. They reveal there's three of them. But since they sent out those signs that there's so many more three musketeers which yep. doesn't make sense to me because they burned them at the beginning of the movie yeah they so burnt it's like blue, so how many tunics, yeah. they just like ponchos. have extras no, maybe no, they have extras tunic. it's not a tunic is it no you sure i didn't look up the type but it's anyways a poncho. <laughs> poncho. <laughs> so they end up coming together and there's relief there's hundreds of musketeers it's exciting yeah they start fighting colliding <laughs> you sound very excited <laughs> i am there's lots of musketeers it's exciting i'm sorry it- my voice is just one sound sometimes monotone there we go there's the word, <laughs> <laughs> there's the word. what sound <laughs> monotone <laughs> sometimes words take a while to get to me so um but yeah then you see like them fighting um the Cardinal's men, and there's one scene with Porthos <laughs> where he's sword fighting this one of the bad guys, one of the Cardinal's guards, and he pushes him back a little bit. Oh, the bit. old man. The old man, and he's like, ha ha, and then and he, he shoots sh- him. Yeah, he just yeah. fucking shoots him. Which is like, oh my god, uh, this is like, I have grandkids. <laughs> yeah, he just fucking shoots him. So it's just like continuous. Like, it's a serious part of the film, but there's also humor in it. Mm-hmm. They end up like, oh, they end up taking the king and queen hostage. Finally, mm-hmm. like it's like, I'm actually bad. Like I'm gonna ru- <laughs> like. They're surprise. like, yeah, you're the last to know. Everybody, knew yeah, you were like bad. the queen knew that he wasn't good. You were oogling my uh, queen's boobs. Yeah, you're but bad. Th- the king is like a little naive, like mm-hmm. throughout the film. Yeah, until like yes. oh, I knew what you were bad. He's like, yeah. I know. <laughs> like anyone should, should have told you. Maybe you should cut out some time brushing your nice ass hair to actually listen to what's going on around <laughs> in the world. Okay? Yes. Maybe you'd know. So it ends up being like they break into the main like throne room, battle ensues still, like people are paired off with they, they who go, their counterparts would be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like uh Athos is with um Rochefort. Yep. Rochefort. And yep. <laughs> you're like uh-huh. Correct. <laughs> you did it. Um, and then there's a scene where um, Aramis confronts the Cardinal and is like, you're not taking him anywhere. Like, you're not a man of God. Like, I'm a man of God. Like, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And the only slow motion scene is him getting shot. Yeah. He's like, no he's like go part. with God. And then he's like, Psh, you first. Yeah. Tim Curry's like, fuck you, <laughs> grasshopper. <laughs> <laughs> So he shoots him, but it's the only slow motion scene. And it bothers me so much Hmm. because it's like no other scene in the entire movie is slow motion except for that one. Yeah. Weird. It's like in uh, Congo, there was that one slow motion scene. Mm hmm. Yeah, I know. It didn't make any, it doesn't make any sense. So Cardinal's like getting away, ends up being that D'Artagnan finally, like after Athos fights. Roachford for a while. They're like tongue twisters to me. Roachford so kicks his ass, but then Oh, he does. D'Artagnan gets his sword back. Yeah. And now it's like, oh, the guy who killed my dad mm-hmm. is up yeah. against. Which the at sun. that time D'Artagnan doesn't know that until like D'Artagnan's like 
beat the shit out of. Oh god, he gets and he's his ass like, all over he mm-hmm. does. Also, <clears throat> Roachford loves throwing people. There's a scene where he throws Athos like across the room, like, and he just rolls. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, he like rolls up to the He's steps. Like, Hello. <laughs> ah, ah, ooh, 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 my knee. Ah, ooh. Like, why does he roll so long? <laughs> Maybe it was just that good of a throw. And then he gets stabbed in the arm, which yep. is great because Athos uses his left hand to fight, which is kind of cool. His yep. freaking reaction is very when delayed. he gets stabbed. It's like the exact same reaction to him getting stabbed with like all the antlers. <laughs> In, in, Lost uh, Boys. in the Lost Boys. Just ah. like, I got stabbed. Oh, crap. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that that rolled out of your ear. <laughs> yeah. He's just like, oh, I got stabbed. He's like, ah. And like, that's it. <laughs> but he gets stabbed in the arm. Like, mm-hmm. I've watched so many documentaries on what your body goes through mm-hmm. when like you get stabbed yeah. or like shot or something mm-hmm. and it's like you get stabbed in the arm <laughs> like go- historical like oh, okay. sword fights not sure. just like what happens when someone dies <laughs> what know? happens when you stab someone <laughs> no but it's like your body just kind of goes into shock well yeah because I mean, a he blunt drops his, instrument yeah, pierces he, your skin and it's like he drops his sword well, and he's like I can't use this arm anymore it was just his reaction <sighs> Whatever. So, <laughs> whatever. Whatever. Maybe he shows uh, shock different than other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by not showing it. Maybe he's just tough as shit. Anyways. But, Anyways. Okay, so ends up being... Sorry. I'm, Aramis. Sorry, I'm, Aramis. I have this on right now, yeah. and I just saw the roll against the steps. <laughs> <laughs> he rolls so long. It's like, bum, 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 but there's bum, also bum. a scene where D'Artagnan gets thrown, and mm-hmm. he rolls too, and you're yeah. like, is that how you break people down, Maybe sir? he's got that jiu-jitsu move. What? <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. He's got the jiu-jitsu what? move. Maybe he has that uh, jiu-jitsu. I can't even say it. Jiu-jitsu. Yeah. It yeah. sounds odd. Jiu-jitsu. You're like, jiu-jitsu. doesn't sound like I'm saying it. Anyways, whatever. Correctly. Maybe he's got that kung fu move. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, so, okay. The Cardinals, they're basically trying to get onto the boat. And get away. Um, Slow as shit. Yeah, <laughs> On a so rowboat. <laughs> Aramis is alive. He didn't die. He's like, oh, God is real. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. It's not a spoiler. His cross catches the, the bullet, bullet. Which that would Which still, would still fuck you up yeah, it would real hurt. bad. Um, but they make their way down to the dark dungeon. Great. So you can't see the last, like, 15 minutes of this movie. Mm-hmm. Good job squinting the entire time mm-hmm. trying to make out images. And as they're going to the dungeon, uh, D'Artagnan is having still a sword fighting. battle with uh, Rochefort. Yeah, yep. so they're still fighting through this entire time. But he and kills him. He, he kills him good. good. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. Jesus. So ends up fighting, like, during this battle, like, he's been punched. He's been thrown against walls. Mm-hmm. Like, and at this time... You, he gets his sword knocked out of his hand, mm-hmm. and who comes into play is Constance uh, for a quick second, and you're like, oh, good, good, she's there. So basically, <laughs> Look, like... I forgot yeah. all about you. Like, <laughs> we did forget about... Jeez. So uh, Rochefort is standing over him like, I'm going to kill you. I think a little bit before that, he is like, actually, I killed your father. And you're like, dang, that's fucked up. Yeah. So now you kind of know why... He was kicked out of being a musketeer because he was in cahoots with the people. Mm-hmm. So 
He's standing over D'Artagnan's body, like literally taking time to like get the sword in the right grip so he could just stab him. Yeah. And Constance throws the sword. D'Artagnan retrieves it, stabs him right, in the <laughs> stabs him right in the stomach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he dies, and he's dead. Like, yeah, freedom. But then, after that, mm-hmm. directly after that, the cardinal's kind of getting away on his boat. Where the movie the began, the slow boat, the slow boat, the slowest <laughs> boat in the freaking world. So he's like spitting off his plan. And they're letting him know that, oh, no, we have this letter that you're trying to send to Buckingham. And he was like, oh. A minor inconvenience. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then he spits off another plan. And then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, Aramis stands up and punches out a bunch of people that are on the boat, like the Cardinal's guards. And then the king punches the Cardinal and he falls off the boat. Out of the water, like feet up out of that water. Yes. Mm-hmm. Out of the boat. So you into don't see the water. And you there don't you see go. the cardinal die. I'm assuming that he was put to death for that. I feel but. like okay, it's weird that you brought that up because all through this movie, when people like fell into the water, you never see them again. It's like once they're in the water, they're dead. Dude, because they have all that shit on. They just sink right to the bottom. <laughs> he has all that like the gold chains and stuff on that the Like the gold has. weighs yeah. him down. Yeah, he's just he's, done. he's just greedy the entire way through. If you go in the water and at that day and age you're just dead. You're just dead. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. So ends up being good defeats evil. Yep. They walk very aggressively in the king's uh, <laughs> chamber. Chamber. Like the way they show the four musketeers. Now they're four. They're about to be four musketeers. Yep. They're walking very aggressively. <laughs> I yeah, was man. like, what the hell? They're walking with purpose. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So, so, so it ends with the king making. D'Artagnan, a three musketeer. Mm-hmm. God. A musketeer. Yeah, there you go. Just a, musca- a musketeer. Just a musketeer. And what if the king messed that up when he's like actually like <laughs> granting them that? He's like, you are now a three musket. I always do that. You are now a musketeer. <laughs> but he gets the title, he gets the girl, and he gets the friends. That's right. I love it. So mm-hmm. it's a Disney movie. Uh, for what? <laughs> And one for love. And one for love. There you go. Oh my gosh. So, <laughs> yeah, good good choice, Isabel. Um, my initial... I tried watching this movie twice. I fell asleep halfway through it the first time. Mm-hmm. And then tried watching it the exact next day. But it was 10 o'clock at night because mm-hmm. I was had a lot of shit to do that day. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to start this movie super late. Yeah, so I watched the last, say, 40 minutes of it. And it was good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would still say this is a family movie. There is some like weirdness about the cardinal staring at every chick's boobs throughout yeah, this movie. Just super creepy. So yeah, and a lot of like sexual innuendos mm-hmm. back and forth with the dialogue. But Fair, other than yeah. that, it was pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't think it was too bad. I like the costumes. I like the sets. Like anything Tim Curry's in, I like anything with Tim Curry. Super good. I enjoyed the comedic relief like that was really fun like kind of took me off guard at times and i'm like this is good this is good (laughs) um yeah yeah it was good yeah yeah so uh all around it was good yeah i mean i'm still a fan of the 48 one like it's the sword fighting is so freaking stellar in it yes uh and they use the the use of shadows Mm -hmm. around that time is very big into the shadow fight 
Yeah. Um, which they do. They don't do like fighting that much in this version. I don't know why it just sounded like a robot. The fighting, this <laughs> the fighting in this movie, they don't have as much shadow work, but they have like little pieces of it. There, yeah, to, like, there's, a shadow do a of nod. Him, there's a shadow of Chris O'Donnell like running up the stairs to yes. get to the shark. And there's here. like one other one where they are fighting. Oh, when the guy gets stabbed at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's like it's just for bread, sir. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, it was enjoyable to watch. I really enjoyed this. I enjoyed talking about it with you guys. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. we're gonna watch the other three Musketeer movies, like the one from '48 and the one from. Uh, you don't really need to watch that one. Maybe I will, just because it's pretty bad. Like it's it's bad. And I, I remember the Man in the Iron Mask too. <laughs> I kind of want to watch that one. I remember seeing a trailer for that 2011 one. And, I mean, what would you call it? Because there's, like, dirigibles in it. There's dirigibles. Like, is it, like, a steampunk? Like, balloon? Three Musketeers? I yeah, don't remember. Kind of. Like, I've like s- it, I saw it once when it came yeah. out, but I have no clue about I mean, it's supposed now. to be, like, an over-the-top Three Musketeers. Okay. Like, there's people swinging on, like, the sides of castles with, like, ropes, sword fighting. Like. Yeah, there's, like, building running and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, sweet. Yeah. I think someone has, like, a Gatling gun or something. And I'm gross. like, what the hell is this movie? Gross, <laughs> <laughs> gross. So, this movie is over. <laughs> What is our next movie, Taylor? Our next movie, it was kind of difficult to come up with, and I definitely maybe have come up with it, like, today. <laughs> to, I mean, that's fine if you find a movie you want to I do. I mean, as long as it was done before we needed it, like, today. So, mm-hmm. it's all good. Yeah, I can't remember. Give us the clues. My head. I'm getting there. It's taking too long. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, TikTok, T-Bone, TikTok. I'm trying to think of clues that are not going to give it away. You didn't write it down? No, because I, I said I thought of it today. <laughs> think, of, think of one. Um, mother. Okay. Journey. Is it Willow? <laughs> what does a mother have to do? Oh, God damn it. <laughs> mother! <laughs> no. <laughs> um, mother. Okay. Journey. Are these in order of importance? I don't think we do that. We don't do that. I I was like, that's that's insane. Uh, It's so vague. Any other specific clue will just give it away. Well, there has to be something else. uh, Mother. Journey. Tree star. Tree star? The Land Before Time? It is the Land Before Time. Oh, we haven't watched a cartoon yet. No. Sweet. Awesome. And I haven't seen that one for a really long That's time. That's cool. I'm not going to cry or anything. Oh, man. You're really fucking crying. <laughs> <laughs> I love The Land Before Time. Awesome. Yeah. So we're going to do The Land Before Time. Shop tooth. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Land Before Time. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Um, yeah, we enjoy doing these. Um, thanks for listening. And well, like, email some suggestions. <laughs> yeah if you have any movie suggestions uh i mean you can <laughs> comment on uh instagram or email us yeah and a special shout out to damien carter for letting us use his track just hanging out for our episode music yeah thanks sweet bye guys see you guys bye. next time bye just hanging out hanging out hanging out with the family having ourselves a party Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I just came back down from the Rockies. Had a chalet up there. <laughs> <laughs> Better than wearing a fucking short sleeve t-shirt. It's 20 degrees outside, Taylor. Why don't you take your coat off? Dude, whatever. My shirt's <laughs> ooh, ooh, mm. Got you. Uh, mm. Hit the record button. Mm. Fuck you. Mm. Uh, it is recording. He's like, it is recording. <laughs> Keeping that one in. <laughs>